Good day to you. Hope you're having a wonderful day. We are reading in the Acts of the Apostles, the book of Acts. Pardon me while I adjust the mic there a little bit. Um, we finished reading Acts chapter 19. Uh, there was a riot in Ephesus, and they finally got that calmed down, and they got that, you know, got those folks dismissed. So we're picking up in chapter 20 right after that. So, here in chapter 20, After the uproar ceased, Paul sent for the disciples, and after encouraging them, he said farewell and departed for Macedonia. When he had gone through the regions... No, <clears throat> let me do that again. When he had gone through those regions and had given them much encouragement, he came to Greece. There he spent three months, and when a plot was made against him by the Jews as he was about to set sail for Syria, he decided to return through Macedonia. Um, Sopater, Sopater, Sopater of Berea, the son of Pyrrhus from Berea, accompanied him, and of the Thessalonians, Aristarchus, Aristarchus, um, and Secundus, and Gaius of Derby and Timothy, and the Asians, Tychicus, 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 we'll just go Tychicus, that's horrible to say, isn't it, Tychicus, and Trophimus, oh, that's, these are hard, hard names, I'm sorry, these went on ahead and were waiting for us at Troyes, okay, Luke has joined him again, <laughs> Suddenly, the, it has changed to the the tense and the the way it is. So Luke is back with the group at this point. Okay. Okay. So um, remember, we had we had noticed before that Luke was with him and then was not with him, and we thought uh, Luke had stayed in Philippi, and I think that was correct because now Luke is back with him. Okay, so these went on ahead and were waiting for us at Troyes, but we sailed away from Philippi after the days of unleavened bread, and in five days we came to them at Troyes, where we stayed for seven days. On the first day of the week, when we were gathered together to break bread, Paul talked with them, intending to depart on the next day, and he prolonged his speech until midnight. There were many lamps in the upper room where we were gathered, and a young man named Eutychus, sitting at the window, sank into a deep sleep as Paul talked still longer. And being overcome by sleep, he fell down from the third story and was taken up dead. Okay, so on the first day of the week when we were gathered together to break bread. Okay, so they had gathered together to break bread. Now... I don't know from this if this is uh, just a meal or if they were gathering together to do the Lord's Supper or possibly both. But uh, Paul was talking, talked with them, intending to depart on the next day. So he was, I guess, trying to impart and teach them as much as he could. Let's see. He prolonged his speech until midnight, so he kept going. It doesn't say when they started, when they got together, but nonetheless, probably, I guess probably in the evening. Um, but he prolonged his speech until midnight. There were many lamps in the upper room where we were gathered, and a young man named Utica sitting at the window sank into a deep sleep as Paul talked still longer. <laughs> you know, Luke is being, I guess, kind of nice, but at the same time he's saying Paul just kept going and going. 
and being overcome by sleep, he fell down from the third story and was taken up dead. But Paul went down and bent over him, and taking him in his arms said, Do not be alarmed, for his life is in him. And when Paul had gone up and had broken bread and eaten, he conversed with them a long while until daybreak, and so departed. So he ended up. Okay, so he went down. Do not be alarmed, for his life is in him. And when Paul had gone up and had broken bread and eaten, he conversed with them a long while until daybreak. So he stayed and, and still talked to them more. And they took the youth away alive and were not a little comforted. So they were greatly comforted. Um, but wow. Okay. So, and notice when Paul had gone up and had broken bread and eaten. So, you know, here he, he went and he ate. They ate. Um, probably, probably more than just him, but it says he had gone up and had broken bread and eaten. So he, he, he ate. Um, and because they had been at this, I mean, for a long time. And then, and here, and here we are. And he continues on till the next morning, till daybreak. So this is a long, a long, uh, a long session, a lot. Okay, but this was because he was getting ready to leave. He wanted to impart, I guess, as much as he could to them before he left. Okay. But going ahead to the ship, we set sail for Assos, intending to take Paul aboard there, for so he had arranged, intending himself to go by land. And when he met us at Assos, we took him on board and went to Middling. Okay, so they were going to Assos. They got on the ship and they went to Assos. And they were going to take Paul there because he was going to continue on by land. Hmm. When he met us at Assos, we took him on board and went to Middling. And I don't really know where that is. And sailing from there, we came the following day opposite Chios. The next day, we touched at Samos. And the day after that, we went to Miletus. For Paul had decided to sail past Ephesus so that he might not have to spend time in Asia, for he was hastening to be at Jerusalem, if possible, on the day of Pentecost. Okay, so he's trying to get back to Jerusalem for Pentecost. Okay. Well, and Paul. Paul was a Jew, of course. I mean, and he was a devout Jew, so. Anyway. <clears throat> Now, from Miletus, he sent to Ephesus and called the elders of the church to come to him. And when they came to him, he said to them, You yourselves know how I lived among you the whole time from the first day that I set foot in Asia, serving the Lord with all humility and with tears and with trials that happened to me through the plots of the Jews. How I did not shrink from declaring to you anything that was profitable and teaching you in public, and from house to house, testifying both to Jews and to Greeks of repentance toward God and of faith in our Lord Jesus Christ. And now, behold, I am going to Jerusalem, constrained by the Spirit, not knowing what will happen to me there, except that the Holy Spirit testifies to me in every city that imprisonment and afflictions await me. Hmm. But I do not account my life of any value, nor as precious to myself, if only I may finish my course and the ministry that I received from the Lord Jesus to testify to the gospel of the grace of God. 
And now behold, I know that none of you among whom I have gone about proclaiming the kingdom will see my face again. Therefore I testify to you this day that I am innocent of blood of all of you, for I did not shrink from declaring to you the whole counsel of God. Pay careful attention to yourselves and to all the flock in which the Holy Spirit has made you overseers to care for the church of God, which he obtained with his own blood. I know that after my departure fierce wolves will come in among you, not sparing the flock, and from among your own selves will arise men speaking twisted things to draw away the disciples after them. <clears throat> Therefore be alert, remembering that for three years I did not cease night or day to admonish everyone with tears. And now I commend you to God and to the word of his grace, which is able to build you up and to give you the inheritance among all those who are sanctified. I coveted no one's silver or gold or apparel. You yourselves know that these hands ministered to my necessities and to those who were with me. In all things I have shown you that by working hard in this way we must help the weak and remember the words of the Lord Jesus, how he himself said, It is more blessed to give than receive. And when he had said these things, he knelt down and prayed with them all, and there was much weeping on the part of all. They embraced Paul and kissed him being sorrowful most of all because of the word he had spoken that they would not see his face again, and they accompanied him to the ship. So Paul knew he was not going to be coming back, and that they would not see him again. But notice how he talks to them and tells them what's going to happen. Of course, this is going to happen. I think this is always going to happen. Anytime you have a good ministry, a good church, a good congregation, there's going to be times of trial and things, you know, Satan is going to send, you know, wolves and, and people to twist and, and make things um, hard and to uh, try to spoil and twist the word of God. So I think that's happened. I think that happens all the time anyway. So we should always be on the lookout and be um, observant and be guarding ourselves and making sure that we understand what the Word of God really says. Alright, so that is the book of Acts, chapter 20. I have my alarm going off, which if you hear that, I apologize, but uh, I'm going to have to go. And um, thank you for listening. Hope you have a wonderful day. And remember, God loves you. <laughs>